Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy, it's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Hey everyone, uh, I have a another interview. I, I did this interview with uh, with uh, Tysir Judah, and uh, and it seemed to be pretty popular. So I thought that uh, I would do another interview on this channel. Maybe I'll start doing a bunch of interviews if you guys like that. But today I have Matt Kramer on, and Matt Kramer is someone who is really interesting because he's basically, and he'll tell you his story in a little bit here. But he basically went from rock bottom to like really you know, doing well in the software development community and then now into the kind of entrepreneurial community in a very short amount of time. So he's got like a, a huge number of hacks for how to do this. And so that's why I was really interested to bring to bring Matt on. So uh, so welcome, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, John. Thanks for having me. You know, I, I don't know if they're hacks. It's a lot of hard work, but I they're definitely I think I found a path that people can take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mean to discredit by calling it a hack. I just mean it's a it's a shorter path. It, not not that it's sometimes a shorter path is actually more hard work, right? Because you kind oh. of bushwhack your way through it. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I've just been impressed by how much that you've been able to do in such a short period of time, and thought maybe you could share that. So, uh, so yeah, th- why, why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself? Sorry. Cool. So, you know what? I'm going to start all the way at the beginning. Like you said, you know, I started at rock bottom here. So that's the point I'm going to pick to start. Uh, So three years ago, like very close to right now, uh, my wife and I had just gotten married and we decided to, on a whim, move out to Minneapolis with like $1,000 in our bank account. Uh, We found a nice little apartment downtown. And two months later, neither of us had found any jobs. Uh oh. Yeah. So <laughs> we're making no money at all. I'm a college dropout. I'm telling you, I'm applying at like Applebee's. I'm trying to get anywhere that'll take me, and we can't get anything. And you're not talking like, Applebee's corporate. You're talking Applebee's no, like big. No, I'm like waiter, talking. Right? I'm gonna wait tables. Okay. Okay. okay? Which is great. Sense. I mean, I love waiting. T- I used to work at Applebee's. I loved it. So I was yeah. like, oh, they'd hire me. I already got experience, right? Right. So here I am. I haven't even paid rent in two months because I couldn't afford it. Okay. Okay. And um. I walk out of my apartment to go to my Applebee's interview and my car's gone. Oh gosh. <laughs> and I've got 400 bucks left in my bank account at this point and I can't find my car. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the, the tow lot. Nobody thinks they have my car. So I'm calling Applebee's like, sorry guys, like I gotta find my car. Like I'll be, I'll be there as soon as I can, I promise. And they hear that all the time, and, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah, okay, another one. <laughs> oh yeah, another one, he lost his car, okay, okay. <laughs> So finally, it turns out the, the towing lot did have my car, and it cost me like $386 to get my car back. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, do the math on that. I got $14 left in my bank account, and Applebee's never even called me back after I got there. You can't even get the two, so, the two for two thing, the app, no, two appetizers. I can't even dinner, get the yeah. two for 20. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not even on the cards, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I get back from the interview and, you know, I'm all, you know, I'm like, oh, honey, like, I think this might work. I think this might work. I go down to check the mail and it's the first warning for my eviction. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, at point, oh, man, I was so nervous. You know, I couldn't get anything done. I, I went back to like tech school for a semester just to get like, uh, just to have the government give me a grant so that I could try to pay my rent. You know, I'm calling my parents trying to get, you know, their help. And Long story short, somebody from Milwaukee, back where I moved from, mm-hmm. 
calls me up one day and is like, hey, Matt, you know, I'm trying to build the software product at my company, but we don't have a software team. Do you want to do you want to work for us? And at this point, I'm like, oh, well, hell yes, I want to work for you. Like, right. I'm over here about to get evicted, right? And they're like, well, can you move back? And I was like, okay, okay hold, hold your horses. So they started out paying me $15 an hour, and I was a remote employee. Okay, okay so hold on. Let me get a little bit, fill in a yeah. couple of gaps here. So cool. $15 an hour, remote employee for this company as a software developer. Yes. Now, have you been writing code up to this point? Because you said you were, already had so, like, been a server at Applebee's. Like, did you know? Yeah. So I had never had any professional programming experience. Okay. Uh, I did not graduate college for it. I took a couple of classes and decided that the classes really weren't helping me. Okay. But I have been programming since I was like eight. Okay. 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 So, so you, to, you know, I, yeah. I knew my way around a little bit. I didn't know any like best practices by right. any means. Like I learned more probably in the first six months on the job than I had my entire life since I was eight. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. You know, so it was that kind of thing. A company was kind of willing to just take a chance on me. And I mean, at $15 an hour, who wouldn't, who wouldn't take that chance? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not too much of a risk. You know, yeah. if you're a good server at Applebee's, by the way, when I was at Applebee's, I was making 23 an hour. Oh, okay. Okay. So, with, yeah. with tips, with tips. So it's like, I'm taking a pay cut right. to come here, have this, have this company take a chance on me. And then, uh, so let's skip the middle part a little bit. I want to tell okay. you guys the ending, and then maybe we'll dive in. Yeah, there. that's what I was going to ask. So, so where are you now? Like, so yeah, okay. where I'm at now, it's, it's been three years. Okay. Uh, I'm currently making $70,000 as, as a software developer at a different company. Um, I bought a house. I had my first baby. And I'm fortunate enough that my wife can stay at home and, and watch our son, uh, that I make enough that she doesn't have to have a job. So... Uh, you know, and I've been starting my own personal blog. I've got a yeah. podcast. I wrote a book. Like I'm, I'm like, I feel like I've made a complete 180, and I'm like on top of the world right now. Yeah, yeah, you're kicking butt. Because when when you first contacted me, I it just it it felt like you were someone who had like a whole bunch of experience in the entrepreneurial space. I had no idea that that just three years ago you were getting your car out of tow. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So, so that's so yeah. I mean, it's definitely impressive. So how did you? get from there to there because this is something like I, I don't know it, like I said it feels like you're 15 years uh, advanced you know from yeah. where you should be so how did you fill that in now now speaking of being 15 years advanced for where I should be I do want to note that uh, in the Milwaukee area where I live mm -hmm. um, programming is viewed in my opinion as a very blue collar job here Okay. So my salary at seventy thousand dollars in the Milwaukee area is not it, that that's like good here. Okay, okay, right. Yep. So, like, if a recruiter calls me and I'm like, oh, how much money can you get me at a different job? And she's like, oh, well, I could probably get you $15,000 less than you're making right now. Right. So, while some people might be out there and they're in like San Francisco where they see developers making, you know, $120,000, like, that's the equivalent of where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now. So, yeah, how did I accelerate, you know, probably $10,000 past even what I'm worth right now in three years? I use two very important pieces here. And okay. one is becoming and treating yourself as a product champion. And then the second is signing a specific dollar amount uh, of value that you provide your company to yourself. Okay. So having a specific number. And I could dive into both of those things too and provide a little bit of story about how I did it if you want. Yeah, let's start with the product champion thing. This is something I haven't heard before. Yeah. The second one I've heard a little bit, but let's start with the product champion. Yeah, so 
a lot of people, like I said, here in Milwaukee, programming is a blue collar job. So if you walk in into a company and say, I'm a programmer, I'm a developer, they're immediately like, oh, that's the sunk cost guy in the back room who I pay to, you know, work on our intranet. You know, and like, that's what they think of you. You know, that's okay. the stigma is that you're just a programmer. You don't have any business sense or marketing sense or sales sense or anything. Like you get to go in your little box in your dark room and you get to program. And my tactic is to break yourself out of that stereotype as much as possible and become a product champion. So if somebody asks me, like, I don't even like calling myself a programmer. Right. I don't do that anymore. I call myself like an intrapreneur uh, when I'm talking to companies where instead of saying uh, or instead of your boss coming up to you and being like, oh, like, Matt, here, I need you to go fix these four bugs, do it, report at the end of the day, like, okay. And you're just like, yeah, boss, like, cool. And then you shoot him an email at the end of the day, like, yeah, the bugs are fixed. Like, you're not hands on. Okay. So for me, uh, when I got invited to this company, it was specifically to build uh, a one piece of software, a healthcare uh, app that we were going to sell to hospitals. Okay. Okay. And so I didn't come on and say, yeah, I'll program that for you, make all the decisions for me. I came on and I tried to be as heavily involved in that product as I possibly could. Yep, yep. So if we had product development meetings, I was in those meetings. If we had sales meetings, even though I'm just a developer, I was in the sales meetings. Right. You know, we, we, had a, we went to a conference in San Diego where we bought a booth you know, where we were going to try to sell our, sell our product to uh, healthcare professionals that were at this conference. And I said, I want to man the booth. Yep. Perfect. So our, yep. our lead sales guy during the conference, he went out and he talked to people like personally on the floor and I sat there and I manned the booth. Nice. Nice. So it's like, I'm, you know, alone. And at the second conference we went to, my other fellow developer was with me, but it's like, we had the developers manning our sales booth. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, and for a small team, you know, that's very, very important where you're taking the product and you're putting it on your shoulders instead of just letting people around you kind of tell you what you need to do and tell you what the bugs are and things like that. Like your boss comes to you and say, oh, here's an idea for a great, great new feature. And in the back of your mind, we're like, you're like, well, that sucks. Or like, man, that'd be so hard to use. Or I know of a way that we could do this 10 times better. Don't keep your mouth shut. Right. Become that product champion and show your value to the company where you're not just a programmer, you're a step above that. Yeah, I like that. I like that approach a lot. And I think, you know, a lot of what you said, like the hinging on, you know, on, on don't keep your mouth shut, it, it, it's because you showed up at the product meetings. It's because you showed up this. Now you have input. If you're just a quote programmer and your boss tells you do this and you're like, oh, I don't think this is a smart way to do it, then it's probably not going to go over as well. But if you're the guy that's at the product meetings, if you're the guy that's manning oh, sure. your booth, like putting your butt on the line to be more than just the programmer, then your input's going to be value. And I think you're absolutely right. A lot of people, a lot of programmers, they just kind of do what they're told. They don't try to like, it's, it's almost like, um, like owning your own corner, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like you're a hustler inside. I like that you use the word entrepreneur because it's like, you're an entrepreneur inside a company. You're, you're building your little empire, you know, your business inside the company. And that's like, I mean, if you, if you think about it from the employer's perspective, if you had employees that each like started building, you know, their own almost company within the company, that'd be awesome. Cause you'd be like expanding in all these directions and every, every, you know, instead of you putting forth all this effort, people would be growing the company for you. And that's, that's exactly. kind of what, what I think of when you're describing that.
Oh, for sure. You know, that is definitely, you know, what I'm getting at is if you have these tiny little companies, and there's actually a word for it, they're called skunk works. Yep. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't know, skunk works is a small entrepreneur company inside of a larger company that is kind of given free reign where they're, you know, they, they looked at us and they said, you know, you have an idea for a healthcare product, let's build it. Right. And we were like, okay, so we did. Yep. You know, and we manage, you know, I'm taking client support phone calls. I'm doing sales. I'm cold calling people. Right. So, you know, this is about breaking out of your boundaries and um, kind of almost adding more responsibility. Like yep. you're not giving yourself less work. You're taking on almost every job in the company. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is, that's an excellent point. I always say, uh, you know, give it, when given the choice between responsibility or, or more pay, choose more responsibility because the pay oh, will sure. follow. The pay and, always follows. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people make yeah. the wrong choice. They, they like jump, they leave job or whatever because they're like, oh, I don't want more responsibility. No, no, no. You want more responsibility. Responsibility is the big yeah. thing. That's the center of it. You know, that's where everything else comes from. Exactly. And, you know, as much as everyone tries to say that, like, no one is irreplaceable, the more responsibility you give yourself, the less replaceable you become. Exactly. Like, it's just yep. a fact. And if you think about it this way, too, like, when I came to this company, I didn't know anything about healthcare. Right. And I sure didn't know about, like, we were doing an app that audited hospitals like the government. Right. I didn't know anything about this. But when you've got the guy who does, and then you've got me, and he's saying, you need to program this. This is how it works. Guess who else knows the system just as well as that guy telling, telling me how it works? Right. I programmed the thing. Exactly. Yep. You know, so you guys that are out there programming these apps in your company, but you start letting, you know, the boss make all the shots, tell them that you want a little bit more of, of the responsibility, that you've got some good ideas for places you think you can go further because since you've programmed this thing i bet you know the system as good if not better than that guy calling the shots yeah yeah and sometimes you can't even do that i mean you got to take the non-glorious thing right sometimes you got to take the vb6 app that everyone's kind of dejected yeah. and because that's where your empire is going to like no one wants it so it's like well i'll take this plot of swamp land and i'll turn it into a <laughs> fertile uh you know uh forest or whatever because you know if you're trying to fight for the forest people aren't going to give that to you but go oh, and go sure. and get the the swamp land that no one wants take care of it nurture it and then you've got your own little uh you know little fiefdom that you're starting up there Oh, I completely agree with you, and I'm actually really glad you brought that up. Um, I'm going to hit on that point a little bit in the next piece. Yeah. But right now, something I want to say about that is, you know, a lot of people are afraid of those, like, legacy internal applications. Yeah. You know, so let's say you at your present job, you don't have the ability to go out and create a brand new product. Like, it's just not going to happen. Your boss isn't going to let you do it. Like, you don't have that kind of power yet. Okay. But you've got these internal tools that, that are, you know, junk work that everybody doesn't really want to do. But you figure out how to take those tools and increase the productivity of the other employees in the organization by, you know, five, by ten. That's just as valuable as having a product with a dollar amount of, attached to it. Right. Yep, exactly. Yep. You know, so, so those legacy, those down in the dirt, that swamplands, you know, that, that's just as much of an opportunity for a gold mine as building a product and becoming that product champion. You're like an internal product champion at yep. that point. 
Okay, so shortcut one, or, you know, hack, whatever we call it, <laughs> not easy, but that is, is taking the more responsibility by becoming the product champion, basically figuring out, trying to be more than a programmer, getting your hand involved in the, I guess I would call it the vertical, right? The, the yep. entire process of business. It's not, you know, as software developers, we're at the bottom usually and we're just writing the code, but we don't touch the product development, we don't touch the sales, we don't touch the customer relations, get all the way through that and become someone who actually owns that product in, in, in some respect. And that's going to, it's going to advance you because instead of you, you know, coding away for 15 years, getting little raises, now you're immensely valuable for, to the company in a very short period of time. Cause now you're a domain expert as well as, you know, really an expert in that product. Oh, for sure. For sure. I a hundred percent agree. And, and the second part um, is assigning a specific dollar amount of value to yourself. Okay, so explain this a little bit more. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, but... so to make this a little bit easier to understand, uh, let's talk about a purchase order, okay. okay? So you're a programmer and you need to get a new server, okay? And let's say right now your current server can uh, support five clients and this new server you want can support 20 clients. Right, okay. okay. So you go to your boss and you say, hey, you know, hey Joe, I need $10,000 for this new server but it's gonna quadruple the amount of clients we can have. So it's really gonna help us out. And your boss is gonna look at you and say, oh, I can get quadruple the number of clients. I can make more money. Let me buy that $10,000 server you need. And there's gonna be no questions. There's gonna be no fights. There's gonna be no anything. Right. Because you've showed there's a specific value associated with that server and your boss wants that value that he can get out of that. Right, versus if you just say, our server's slow, I need 10 grand to buy this server so it'll be faster. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't give a crap, you yeah. deal with like, the slow server. Is it, <laughs> yeah, you know, is it working still? Well, right. yeah, you know, okay, then deal with your slow server, exactly. You know, right. that's not a good argument. Right. And I feel like a lot of programmers, when they walk in for that discussion about getting a raise, that's how they walk in. Right. You know, oh, oh you know, I... I met all my deadlines and I fixed more, you know, a lot of the bugs and, uh, you know, can I have a $10,000 raise? Right. And your boss looks at you and they're just like, uh, no, like no one in the company is getting a $10,000 raise. You can have 1%. Right. Or, or like, you know, like classic, right? Where they're like, oh, um, I got a new house and we're having a baby and so I'm going to need more money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's your I problem, dude. <laughs> you know, and, and that that actually, it's funny you bring that up. What's up, guys? John Sonmez here from SimpleProgrammer.com, and I want to tell you about my free blogging course that you can sign up for at SimpleProgrammer.com forward slash pblog. Now, this free blogging course is going to tell you how to create a blog to boost your career. It's something that you definitely don't want to miss. Thousands of developers have already gone through the course, the free course that you're going to get by email, and have learned how to create a blog to boost their career, to make more money, and even to grow their own side business. It's something that Every single developer should do, especially if you're a web developer, you should have your own blog. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it, how to be successful, how to get traffic, everything that you need to know about creating a blog and even making money from it. Just go to simpleprogrammer.com forward slash pblog to sign up now. Once again, it's simpleprogrammer.com forward slash pblog. I was put in that position while I was at this company. I got a new house and I had a baby, yep. you know, so and, and after that, I was like, man, like, I really need about a $15,000 raise. Right. 
Right. Because I don't want my wife to have a job. So, you know, at this point, I'm making, uh, what, $55,000? Okay, right. And, you know, I, I got a new house. I'm getting a baby. You know, like, I needed to figure out how to make sure my wife could stay home. Right. Because, yeah. you know, she, she was at, uh, you know, at a job where she was making less than daycare would have cost me. You know, so it's like sure. I need yeah, to exactly. figure this yeah. out. And um, so, no, I didn't just walk into the boss's office and was like, hey, you know, I have a house and I have a baby on the way. Can I have $15,000 raise? You when said you're talking we need about, a server. Yeah, I said we need a server. <laughs> and then you and pocketed then the, the money. money. <laughs> there we I, go. <laughs> I love, I love, I'm going to try that next time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and when you think about how ridiculous of a conversation that can be like, I make 60, I'm going in asking for a 50 or I make 55. I'm going in asking for $15,000 raise. Right. That's like a 30% raise. Right. Exactly. Yeah, at that dollar. Definitely like, don't want to come in and say, can I have a 30% raise? <laughs> yeah. You know, Yeah. but you know, what happened is I, I waited a while. We were working on this new version of the product yeah. and I knew we had a lot of sales in the pipeline and it's just me and two other guys on this product. Right. And I knew we had all these sales that were so, so close. So yep. I held out a couple weeks. Timing. And one week, my tool that, like I said, us three people were working on this tool, brought in $425,000 worth of checks. Right. And how did you know in that? Because most people don't know that, except I, that you're the product champion. So you actually had numbers, exactly. right? Okay. So I knew everything that was going on. I know when the sales happened. I know everything because I'm in there. And I knew yeah. we just got this huge chunk. So I waited till the next week and I said, Hey, the new version, I'm almost ready to press the launch button here. Yeah. It's going really well. Uh, you know, I've taken this program. It's going to be 20 times faster than the old version. We're going to be able to run data on hospitals, like 50 times the size. Right. And we just sold $425,000 worth of checks. You know, I really want to, and I, and I tell them, I really want to take more of this on my shoulders and run with this product with how well it's going. I want to help you build this into a great business that it can be. Can I have $15,000? Right. You know, can, can we talk about this raise of $15,000? It'll be at a much, you know, then we're starting to get more of like a little bit above market rate, you know, and I'll help you take this business further. We're in this together. I like it. Yeah. And there's no questions anymore. Yep. You know, they don't look at you and they're like, oh, 30% raise? Hell no. No. They look at you and they're like, oh, 30%, but we did just get $425,000 worth of checks. And, you know, if we're going to be able to do hospitals that are 50 times the size of the ones we have now, well, that's a lot more money. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. See like that? They, you help them talk themselves into it. Right. It's just like the server. It's the business costs. It's you, you've, you've now established what your real value is in real numbers because you know what those numbers are and they know what those numbers are and you can sell it because it's, it's worth it. You know that you're bringing in X number of dollars just by being there. So, you know, it, it, I think a lot of employers don't know how much their employees are mm -hmm. worth. And, and so if you take it upon yourself to take that responsibility to say, okay, I can figure out what I'm actually worth to the company then hey, as long as what you're worth is you're you're making a, above what you're what you're we're paying you, then it's a profitable exactly. situation, right? Exactly. And I mean, four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars worth of checks in a week. If you just want to divide that by three, I'm still making you almost forty-five percent extra money on top of what you're paying me. Right. You know, or al almost double, not forty-five percent, almost double. If I'm making seventy and they're bringing in like one thirty-three for me, right. you know, so it's it's very much so assigning that specific dollar amount. Now, what you brought up earlier about you know the swamplands, that VB six app or that internal application right. that maybe doesn't have 
a dollar amount associated with it. You know, an, an internal sales tracking tool or an internal database that the other employees in your organizations use. A little bit harder to assign a real dollar amount to it. Right. But if you make an improvement to, to that app and everyone else in the company is like, oh, like I can do an extra 20 orders a day because the new ordering system you put in place has keyboard shortcuts and I can key through it faster and I can get 20 more orders in in a day. Well, then you just go to your boss and say, hey, I just increased our efficiency by 20 orders a day per person. Exactly. You know, it's my estimate that that's worth, you know, $200,000 to you. Can I have, you know, a $10,000 raise or whatever you want? So it, it's, it, sometimes you got to think a little bit outside of the box with how you get that dollar amount. Yeah. But there's no reason for the company to pay you unless that dollar amount exists. So it's somewhere. If you haven't, like, if you haven't been fired yet, there's, you know, that dollar amount is somewhere to be found. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Actually, I was just reading through um, Brennan Dunn's Double Your Freelancing Rate book, and, and he mentions in there, like, for freelancers to basically pitch the clients to clients the same type of thing to say, look, hey, make sure that you, you know, ch figure out the dollar amount that you're going to save them by shaving, like, an hour or two off of the time or how many more orders they'll get. And then that's what your pitch is. So then you can charge a higher rate. And it's the same thing in the career side. I didn't even, you know, just till you said this, I didn't even make the connection. But yeah, it's the same exact thing. You can basically show that you're saving the company money or you're making the company more money. Either one of those things will justify your, and then your pay seems trivial. Whereas like if you came in and said, I want a 30% raise, that seems, oh gosh, you know, we only give like 2% raises or whatever yeah. it is. But when you say, look, uh, I make like a hundred and something thousand dollars for the company and I need, you know, 10K more, it's not a big, it's a small fraction of what you're making for the company. So yeah, easy. Oh, for so. sure. Now, now, one thing I do want to bring up, another kind of trick that maybe some people are encounter is a lot of companies, especially smaller ones, plug your job title into the ADP database. Oh, right. Yeah. And it spits out a dollar amount. Yeah. Like literally, they plug in your title, the description, and it says this person is worth $50,000 a year. Right. Okay. And sometimes it's very hard to get through that ADP thing, or maybe you feel like there's something else that's holding you back from the dollar amount, like your pushback. Right. Bring up the fact that you've become a product champion and that you no longer even fit your job description or your job title. Yep. Tell them literally like, hey, in my job description, it says I'm a programmer, but I've, I'm sales, I'm marketing, I help you with customer support. Like I'm not just a programmer anymore. You know, we can't be held restricted to to looking at my salary that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is all you know the commoditization, right? Because we're getting. I mean, if you want to blue compete, collar. Yeah, if you want to compete, you don't want to compete on on a title because you can go to Odesk and you can get really good programmers in the Philippines for ten dollars an hour that will match you line for line of code. They might not have the best communication skills that you do <laughs> but they will match you line for line for code and i'm not kidding you know this is like a serious problem for software developers today so you got to be more than just a programmer you you have to otherwise you're going to be a commodity and uh, and eventually you're going to get priced like a commodity which is just a, you know it's horrible you don't want to do that so yeah for sure and then one other small thing here I want to talk about Applebee's one more time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's... And and simultaneously, I also worked at McDonald's. So I was doing McDonald's and Applebee's before I moved to Minneapolis. I was doing like 70 hours a week. Oh, gosh. Okay. And so if you're a programmer or you're a wannabe programmer, let's say, or you're maybe just in college or you're um, 
you know, even still in high school, you know that programming is something that you want to go to an organization you want to do and you want to become a product champion. If you're at a point in time right now where maybe you don't have a job or you're, um, you're like I said, still in school, right. I highly, highly advise you go get a job in food service. Okay. It sounds funny. Okay. Uh -huh. It sounds funny. But when I was, a, you know, when I was a kid getting into nerdy programming when I was like 12 or whatever, like, and I'm talking to nobody and getting made fun of at school or whatever, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, that, that was us, right? Right. You know, we well, were the yeah, nerds. Some of us. Okay. Some of us. Some of us. Some <laughs> no. of us were the nerds. You, you're over there. You've got the guns. I have no guns. <laughs> so getting that food service job for me, I think honestly really changed my life because yeah. it made me much better at communication. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're I see it. forced yeah. mm -hmm. to go to the tables and talk to these people, have conversations with them, ask yeah. them actually how their day is working, wherever you are, like try to talk to people and break out of your personal boundaries yep. to become more of a conversational person to make yourself more at ease. You know, when I was doing sales at the booth, I wasn't even nervous. It's yep. like I talked to so many random people on any given day in food service, talking to you and try to sell you a product that I spend 40 hours a week building and I understand 100% of how it works. I have no problem selling you this thing. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of programmers, you know, think they're, they're holed up, you know, or at least I feel like a lot of programmers, you know, feel like maybe they don't have a whole lot of, I don't really want to use this term, but like people skills. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, break out of your box and, and it can make a huge difference. It'll make both of these things so much easier, especially when you're in that negotiation yeah. uh, uh, to actually negotiate your raise and doing the talking. Like the more fluid you are, the more on top of your words you are, the better communicating you are, the, the higher raise you're going to get. And that's that's just a fact in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, di I didn't know where you're going with the food service <laughs> thing, but it totally makes sense. Uh, I've often advised people to just go walking around the mall. Like a challenge for the day is you have to talk to 50 people at the mall, random people, yeah. and say hi. And like it oh, sucks. It's hard to do. I did that once when I was younger because I wanted to develop some – people skills, you know, just get out of the being afraid of talking to people pays off big time. I mean, doing podcasts, like I always recommend, you know, get doing you know, YouTube videos, things like that. That's another totally good way to do that. Like if you already have a little bit of experience, but, but yeah, I could totally see the food services is working too, because you know, so you gotta get out of your shell. You get, you get, gotta get where it's comfortable to talk to a stranger and then so, so many doors open up, right? I forgot one very, very important piece. Oh, okay. While I was working at Applebee's, there was a guy that came to the bar every night, uh, okay, and drank buckets of Long Islands. Okay. They like literally, we had buckets, and it was supposed to be like a fruity drink to be shared with four people, and he'd just drink it. He'd just be like, "No, give me the bucket with full of Long Island, right?" Okay. <laughs> so I made friends with him. You know, me and him were real good buddies. I moved to Minneapolis. Yeah. That's the guy that called me and gave me the job. At that company. Oh, okay, okay. At $15 an hour. Serendipity here. You know. Serendipity. It happens. Yeah, it does. You, you it does. never know you never when know. these opportunities are going to present themselves. Yep, yep, totally. The so. more people that you interact with and talk to, the more chances that it happens. I was just talking to, uh, I just forgot his name now, Jason from Texing, and he had met the, like, the, the CEO of Uber. Like I just, you know, just a random chance. And then he ended up architecting the whole like uh, Uber, like uh, their, their initial infrastructure, uh, they're using Node.js. And so like, you know, he ended up becoming like, I don't know, numbers, like single digit or very low uh, two digit employee at Uber, 
you know, so, or, so nice. that's pretty cool. Like it just happens, you know, so, yeah. but so number one, be a product champion. Yeah. Number, number two, assign a specific dollar amount to yourself. And I guess that your bonus material is, you know, just work on interacting with everyone that you can, because that's yeah. only going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a perfect example of it for sure. Like you reached out to all of us on the Entreprogrammers podcast. Like you made it so like we, 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 we needed to interact with you because you gave us information, feedback, like, and you just acted like, Hey, I'm already in the crowd. So, yeah. so then we accepted you in the crowd, you know, it's like, it's, it's cool. <laughs> Thanks for like, having me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, but that's how you do it, right? That's how you do it. It's like not, you didn't do it arrogantly. You didn't do it cocky. You said like, Hey, look, you know, I've got stuff to share and I want to share it. And I think that's, that's, that's cool. That's the spirit of, uh, so I wanted to take a second, you know, we're running a little bit out of time here, but uh, I wanted to make sure that we talked about the stuff you're doing. Cause you're doing all kinds of cool stuff. It's not just cool. that you've come up in, in, in come up the ranks in the, in the salary, but I mean, you've got, you know, I can see the orange and you've got your Matt Kramer logo. I got my logo on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of people don't have a, you know, a shirt with their logo on it. And uh, you've got what your your podcast right? Yeah. Uh, at at mattkramer.com, and uh, and and I was actually on the podcast. And you've got a, a lot of a lot of cool people. And and the podcast is a lot about what launching a product, right? Yep. Building, launching, and marketing products. And we have everything on there from people telling you uh, essentials on how to market your SaaS business to uh, how to write and launch a tech book to episode number 11 with you about uh, how to market yourself as a software developer. So I'm, I'm really trying to just tell people, uh, help programmers know that they can build, launch, and market products and themselves effectively. Right. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so, that's, that's and you can awesome. find. Yeah, and you can find that stuff on my blog and my podcast, both at mattkramer.com, and that's K-R-E-M-E-R. Okay. And then uh, I've also got a book uh, that I just released called Building Software Products in a Weekend. Now, and you built this book in 24 hours, right? I wrote it in 24 hours. Okay, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I wrote it in 24 hours, then I took some time and I edited it, yeah. obviously. And then uh, John was actually nice enough here to help me find somebody to like design the page layout and the cover for the book. And uh, I think it turned out really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and it teaches you, yet again, a couple tricks or experiences that I've found to help you literally launch a software product in a single weekend. Yeah. Uh, and you can find that at mattkramer.com slash weekend. That's and where you can, can download the book for free, you, by the way. Okay, yes. And that, yeah, and that's good because you're giving away a lot of value for free there. So, um, And then you even built like an app, right? You've got a, yeah. a shared coding app, uh, the uh, uh, cobra.io, is it called? Yeah, it's cobra.io yep. uh -huh. with, with a K, not a C. Okay. And uh, that's an online collaborative tool for programmers with built-in uh, video and voice chat. So you can like paste code in, work with coders, and then take it out. And then that was kind of the basis for my book, actually, because I built Cobra, the new version. I built it in 36 hours. Wow. <laughs> so, like, the whole app, front to back, I built it in 36 hours. And, and then it I, looks when nice. I, I've thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, before I even launched it, before I even spent the 36 hours doing it, um, over 100 people paid me for it. And I made, like, two grand in four days uh, launching it with no work, then took 36 hours of time and launched it. So, I mean, I don't know what $2,000 is divided by 36 hours, but 
that uh, that was a fun experience at a high dollar amount per hour ratio. <laughs> oh yeah, and and I mean, and you, it's not like you had an audience then. Like no. I mean, you had very little. So I mean, like imagine if you had a big, uh, you know, it's amazing to do this in such a short period of time. Like you're doing all these things that you're. you're it's like you're doing the things that I was doing a couple of years ago, uh, <laughs> except that I have like 15 years development experience. <laughs> so it's it's kind of crazy that it's like three years ago you were literally getting your car out of tow and applying for Applebee's <laughs> job while working McDonald's or, you know, whatever. So, so that's cool. I just want to emphasize that because I think, you know, some people might be like, well, I don't, I don't quite get it. Oh, no, you have to understand how accelerated this pace is. And that's why, I mean, you've got the, 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 the techniques that you're using, the, the way that you've gone about this, I think is something that everyone could utilize. doesn't matter if you're, if you're just starting out, obviously, you know, get the, get the jump start and follow what Matt's saying. But if your experience is well, I mean, Yes, all of this stuff. Like, I mean, you can do this, right? You know, it, it, you can write a, a book in 24 hours. You can ship things. Like, you can get stuff out the door. You can get a $15,000 raise. Exactly, yeah. Could, yeah. And, and three of them in a period of two years. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you can do these things, you know. It's, and, and a lot of this, too, is, is uh, finding mentors and listening to them, you know. And for me, that's the entreprogrammers, you know. So the reason I might be doing this at an accelerated pace, or at least, you know, you, you say I am, it's because I'm building on all these experiences that you guys are going through, and I'm, I'm seeing them, you know, and, and able to execute them without faltering as much. So, you know, go out, find more information like this video, you know. Go yeah. research, find your mentors, and, I mean, pay attention to them. Cool. Well, appreciate appreciate that. Glad that we were help, able to help you with with entrepreneurs. It's not just rambling. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Really appreciate it. This is this is great. Um, you know, keep me updated. Definitely. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be we'll be in touch. But um, and then we'll also probably do like a little bit of a blog post, kind of summarize your points. Cool. And, uh, yeah. This this will be good. All right. Yeah. It was it was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. If you uh, if you like this video, if you want to see more interviews, definitely leave comments below. Um, and, and let me know and, uh, and subscribe to the subscribe to the channel. I would appreciate it. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Take care.